0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Scoop. I'm your host, Frank Shapiro, editor at large at The Block, and I'm very excited for today's show. Joining us on the program on the other side of the mic is our guest, Dr. Lisa Cameron, member of parliament and chair of the UK's crypto and digital assets group, as well as Ian Taylor of Crypto UK, where he's a board advisor. Today we're going to be examining the UK's regulatory approach towards crypto and more, but before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Do more with your crypto. Whether you're a crypto expert or a newcomer to the world of digital currencies, PayPal provides a secure and convenient platform for your crypto transactions. Start exploring new Web3 applications with peace of mind, knowing that PayPal has your back. Learn more and get started today at paypal.com crypto. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored in part by CleanSpark, America's Bitcoin miner. With CleanSpark, you can feel good about investing in the Bitcoin ecosystem because CleanSpark uses low-carbon energy for their Bitcoin mining data centers and is always optimizing their operations to increase energy efficiency and reduce e-waste, all while partnering with the communities they operate in. If you want to support the future of Bitcoin while also supporting the environment, visit www.cleanspark.com to learn more about the CleanSpark way. Well, I (laughs) guess... A little bit of a warm up. You mentioned, Dr. Cameron, your advocacy for crypto related policy started after one of your constituents was a victim yes. of a rug pull. Who, who got rugged and, and how?
1: Yeah, it was one of my constituents had invested money um, speculatively and, and thought that they were going to um, make some money on that investment. And then they contacted me um, because the person involved, uh, well, the investment it didn't happen. Uh, it, it was pulled, really. The, the money got, disappeared um, and the whole sort of scheme uh, disappeared, and they had no redress. And they said they were looking for me initially to put them in touch with mm-hmm. the people in Parliament who were doing work on regulation um of cryptocurrency and consumer protection in particular. And I said, of course, I'll go and I'll find uh, whoever's doing this work. We had a good look and there had been no debates in the parliament at that time at all. And there was no cross-party group working on cryptocurrency. Uh, So I asked my office manager, well, perhaps it's, you know, a one-off thing that's happened, not very common to my constituent, let's have a look. And she came back and said, Mm -hmm. you know, millions of people in the UK are using cryptocurrency. And therefore, it's something that's becoming very mainstream and something that, you know, we should really be addressing in Parliament. So that's where it all started. And uh, yeah, and then we started the all party parliamentary group and Crypto UK. Um, We were very thankful to have the professional body uh, to come and uh, provide the secretariat and guidance uh, for the group moving forward from there.
0: Mm So how does sort of uh, Crypto UK work with government to sort of inform uh, the way in which they approach this this space?
1: Well, in terms of the all party group, I can answer that. And then I'm sure there are other aspects that Ian can perhaps answer as well in terms of the work of Crypto UK. So as the Secretariat. um. Really, we uh, sit down with the members of Parliament and the members of the House of Lords and the parliamentarians put together the programme that they'd like to see for the year. And we've had a focus on evidence-based practice internationally and also education and awareness raising uh, in the parliament and uh, across the UK, what that would look like. And also the focus this year on our inquiry report, which is due out today. Uh, so, as the secretariat, uh, Crypto UK is then uh, tasked to support that programme to be rolled out uh, over the the twelve month period.
2: Yeah, if I if I could add to that, as your listeners will know, Frank, um, Crypto UK. Is a trade association and trade associations main role is to support its members of which we have 160 from across many aspects of the crypto and blockchain community to help advocate a government level to help educate folks that are tasked with writing policy and and you'll know that the uk government has set its agenda out it has a, a large innovation agenda and within that is um, the ambition to be a crypto technology center and we're really pleased that the work that the community has done to engage with government um, has allowed for that policy. And now, what we do is we have a whole host. We'll, as the Secretary of the All Party Parliamentary Group, work closely with members, um, as Lisa, the Chair of that, and uh, the 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 other co-chairs and members. Um, of that group to really support in understanding where there is opportunity and to address some of the issues we see in the community, such as consumer harm, risks, and so on and so forth.
0: Yes, it's interesting to me, uh, Dr. Cameron, that your sort of origin story, as it were, in crypto started with a consumer uh, facing harm. Yeah. And instead of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, as it were, Or rather, your initial reaction to that wasn't necessarily this entire market, there's no there there, but rather, how can we sort of create good policy, sound law around this market to sort of really untap its potential? So this is something that the prime minister has expressed, this aim to make the UK a global hub for crypto asset technology how do we get there as the chair of of the the country's crypto and digital assets group in parliament what steps are you taking to support this goal how can you delineate that for us
1: yeah, we're, we're doing a lot on many different fronts. And as you say, I've come from the perspective of protecting consumers at the core of the work we're doing in the Parliament. And I think when we looked at the evidence and the research, um, I became very firmly um, of the belief that having regulation uh, would be a step in the right direction for that. So. Uh, Part of it is the regulatory framework, which I think is very important. And you can see that developing elsewhere, such as in the EU with MECA. And how that doesn't just provide um, confidence for consumers and investors, but it also provides um, for the potential of the sector in terms of investment moving forward. Uh, So we've conducted our inquiry in in the first uh, 18 months of the all party parliamentary group to provide some recommendations to government. Uh, During that time, we've also taken steps to have a number of debates in the Parliament and to increase our own understanding and evidence base. We've also been asking questions uh, of many different uh, ministers, the Chancellor, for instance, City of London Minister. Also, though, as you say, looking at the potential perhaps a bit more widely in terms of careers of the future, um, asking uh, Secretary of State for Science and Innovation, also speaking uh, and raising questions with the Business Department. So it's become a bit more uh, of a wider task as time has gone on. And I can see that the potential of the technology uh, for the future of, of people's livelihoods in the UK. And I want to make sure that we harness the skills here as well. um, And that we have the the correct opportunities for people young people moving forward into the workforce. Uh, So my next debate will be about careers of the future. So there's many steps we're taking. uh, But they're all uh, coming together to support the Prime Minister's vision of the UK, uh, becoming a hub of cryptocurrency for the future
0: yeah it's it's interesting when i was last in london i was taking a bunch of meetings um across the city with industry executives and and one gentleman that i met with uh made this very point that this is almost a jobs issue uh the united kingdom economy is rooted in professional financial services and if, if this is sort of going to underpin those industries in future then it's super important for your country uh to be ahead of that because that's sort of a key pillar of of sort of what you contribute to the global economy when you think about the policy debates as they shape this discourse or this conversation in the united states it's often uh with chair gensler at the sec or um his sort of advocates a question of is are these assets securities or not and then that has its own whole slew of ramifications and his sort of approach has been that the vast majority if not all aside from bitcoin are securities what does the debate look like in the uk and I, I, is it is it instead of securities or not gambling uh, instruments or not
1: yeah, I mean, that obviously has been an issue that we've been discussing. And, and this is one of the uh, issues that, that was raised with the Treasury Select Committee report, which was published just a few weeks ago. Um, But the all party parliamentary group has examined some of that as well for our report being launched today. Mm-hmm. Um, And there are three main reasons that we support the government's approach, which looks at financial services regulation rather than gambling regulation. The first is, as I said, um, the crop of things for me is about protecting consumers and the financial mm-hmm. services regulatory framework offers much more protection for consumers secondly i'm of the opinion that when people are making money in the uk they should be paying tax and that the revenue should be coming back to government and gambling regulations um don't uh, afford government the opportunity to um, levy tax uh, on uh, people's uh, gains from the sector. And uh, the the final one, I think, is, you know, the international best practice element that we've been looking at um, in terms of MECA, in terms of some of the other jurisdictions across the world. We certainly don't want the UK to become an outlier in terms of this sector. We want it to be demonstrating leadership and to be commensurate with the regulatory framework that are being developed elsewhere and I think that's why um governments approach and they came back out strongly to to reiterate their approach after the treasury select committee report um, to say that financial services regulation is the way ahead and we support that definitely
2: yeah and to, add, to add to that Frank from from my side we're very fortunate to have Lisa um supporting the industry um she spends time uh, meeting with Industry and with um, policymakers across across the globe, and was in um, the U.S. at the uh, consensus event in Austin a few weeks ago, and spent time meeting industry participants and policymakers and regulators from across the globe. And it's interesting this gambling discussion has has been tabled by a number of different legislators across the globe, but ultimately no jurisdiction is looking at it as gambling because quite a lot of the activity looks like financial services. So you can imagine trading crypto as one use case payments stable coins for example will be regulated in the uk we have some primary regulation already to protect consumer harms and ensure that uh fiat backed uh stable coins are regulated in in, in, a, in a um proportionate approach but here in the uk we still await some of the detail with the secondary legislation to exactly what that looks like so we ask the government to continue engage with industry as as lisa does so not just here domestically but globally too
0: and this is sort of. Um... This sort of embodies, I guess, a bit of the the way in which the APPG report might be antithetical to the TSC report, in a sense. If you're looking at um, maybe the ways in which there are similarities, are there any sort of aspects where it seems like everyone is on the same page?
1: I think in terms of consumer harm, I think that, you know, the crux of the work that the Treasury Select Committee are looking at is that people can, um, you know, come to harm through um, losing finance, um, not having the correct, perhaps, education or awareness. Um, and I think, from my perspective, given that I started off with my constituent, um, who, you know, had a very bad experience. Uh, We feel too that it's very very important uh, that uh, there's much more education, there's much more uh, financial education generally, but also digital financial education for the population and guardrails put in place Um, and I I don't think that in necessity means that um, the sector is gambling per se but I think it's acknowledging that there are harms associated with the sector as well that have to be um, acknowledged and taken forward uh, constructively through Legislation, but also asking industry to step up and and you know demonstrate uh, professional best practice as well.
0: I think many would be keen not to have to pay taxes on their on their crypto gains. Maybe they <laughs> they might uh, be I'm on sure the side of the
1: of the treasury
0: select committee
1: <laughs> yeah but we do have really good services too frank you know our nhs to pay for and things that we rely upon so i think whilst we you know many people would prefer not to pay we realize the value in paying and i think when someone has uh, capitalized on uh, assets then i think it's fair that they do contribute
0: attention crypto holders Moving crypto is seamless and secure with PayPal. With support for Bitcoin, ETH, and more, you can buy, sell, hold, send, and check out with crypto at millions of shops online. Not to mention, PayPal now supports the ability to send to and from external wallets and charges you nothing when transferring between PayPal and Venmo crypto wallets. Whether you're exploring the world of Web3 or huddling on for another day, PayPal is the convenient and simple way to convert dollars into crypto. PayPal has your back. They work to protect your financial info and give you confidence every step of your crypto journey. Now's the time to make your crypto move. Get started today at paypal.com slash crypto terms and conditions apply. Here's a message from our sponsor, CleanSpark. CleanSpark is a NASDAQ-listed company that mines Bitcoin. Basically, they build and operate data centers with tens of thousands of computers that help secure Bitcoin, making it more reliable and secure for anybody, anywhere to use. These computers require a lot of energy, but that's why CleanSpark predominantly uses low-carbon energy to power their machines. But that's not all. They care about the communities where their data centers are located. They create jobs, donate to schools and community centers, and revitalize aging electricity grids in rural parts of America. They aren't just a Bitcoin miner. They're one of the most efficient and sustainable Bitcoin miners in America. Visit www.cleanspark.com to learn more. You discuss the impact of the 2022 crypto market crash and how it's influenced UK regulators to address potential bad actors what what does consumer protection look like what's being considered and and what might be implemented to prevent uh you know maybe something like an ftx in the uk
1: yeah i think that's it's a very interesting one because um there seem to be uh, many different theories about what's happened specifically with FTX so um, from my perspective I think having a regulatory framework that offers confidence and clarity and that's robust and to have proper uh, licensing registration system um, is really very important uh, we want to have a system that attracts good actors to the UK and is not um, a race to the bottom so to speak uh, so I think it's very important that something is put in place and that also there can then be redress for people like my constituent who befall scams. Uh, so I think that's um, one really important aspect of it. The the other aspect is is about making sure as you say that we harness um, the potential. And some of that's going to be, I think, about working very collaboratively with industry and looking at uh, how we create skills, opportunities, jobs um, and innovative uh, technological advancement here in the UK as well for the future. So there's quite a big piece of work to be done on both. Um, And I don't think um, one cancels the other out. I think they can sit in parallel quite
2: comfortably. Yeah. To add to to that, Frank, just, just sort of to set. To to set the scene with what the UK government is proposing for an overarching regulatory framework, very similar to the Europeans with with Mika, is to regulate a number of the activities, such as a trading venue to protect consumer harms, such as custody of assets to protect against loss of one's assets uh, to protect against market abuse all the things that we've seen over the last year that have led to some of the collapses of a number of big household crypto names these this framework along with some new bespoke frameworks um such as DeFi and lending and staking are being proposed here with the objective to allow the industry to grow develop and with increased adoption and protect against some of these risks that, that dr Cameron spoke about
1: yeah. I think the other aspect of the FTX um, you know, scenario that, you know, has been mentioned to me is obviously having charismatic people work with government, etc., being maybe the the, the face of, of the interaction. We've specifically avoided, you know, dealing with um one particular company. We've gone for the trade body to look at things in a very sensible, pragmatic, um, evidence-based approach. Um, and the other part of that is I suppose corporate governance. And, and how important it is that new innovative sectors have the support to develop corporate governance alongside uh, their activities, and, and that that's very, very stringent within the system. Uh, I don't think we can ever say 100% you could definitely avoid an FTX of the future, um, but we can certainly put things in place to make sure it'd be very much less likely in terms of risk management.
0: Dr. Cameron, for the sake of my uh, sleep schedule, I hope there is not another ftx that was a tough november if you look at my steps on my on my watch tracking my steps i think i had i went from 15,000 average in october to 2000 on average oh in november there was a lot of there wasn't a lot of i was glued to my desk and in any respect ian i'm i'm curious to what extent is is maybe the crypto discussion in in the uk um is there a partisan element there? Because this is often a question here while well, I'm in Czech Republic right now, but where I'm from in, in the United States, it mm-hmm. seems like it's kind of divides across party lines. Yeah.
2: The the UK doesn't politicize as much as the US in my experience. And Crypto UK works with all of the big US trade associations that, that represent crypto blockchain firms. Um, and it's we have a conservative government at the moment. That may possibly change in a year or so's time when we have a general election. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what the current opposition's uh, strategy will be, whether they'll pick up the baton. But as as it stands right now, we work across both part, across all the parties and across the two houses, the upper and the lower house, equivalent to obviously the 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 mm-hmm. Senate, um, uh, and and in, in the US. So. It's not as complicated for us in the UK to engage with policymakers, one, because we're a smaller jurisdiction, and two, because we only have a handful of agencies to deal with. You don't have state versus federal. We don't have the CFTC dealing with commodities versus the SEC dealing with securities. So that makes our lives somewhat easier. However, there are still a lot of complicated areas
1: yeah I mean what we want to do is to harness the potential as you said um you know Frank um, just a few minutes ago that fintech is really very important for the UK um and uh, in terms of our economy uh so we really need to be harnessing leadership and potential in in these sectors and that means all of the parliament working together and across both mm-hmm. houses and yes we'll have disagreements and we'll have debates and and I think that's healthy and important um and it means that hopefully we'll get better policy at the end of that but what we've tried to do with the all-party parliamentary group is look at an evidence base for things not sensationalist base but an evidence base and where people have concerns we've said well let's go away and get the evidence and then come back and have those discussions again and see where we're at and and what the challenges are etc so um i think that that's you know, that's a healthy part of our democracy, and I wouldn't like to see that change. In, but I think it's also protective in a sense, because as Ian said, there's going to be a general election within probably the next 18 months here. And uh, the work we've been doing is across parties so that hopefully we can continue to move um, positively together, no matter the outcome of that election.
0: So what steps or what sort of um What should our audience expect to happen in the UK as it pertains to crypto regulation over the next six to 12 months? How will this all sort of play out?
1: Well, the minister himself um, for the city, uh, Minister Griffiths said uh, on a panel last week and um, previous to that, that, you know, we are looking at timescale of the next 12 months or so to try uh, to put our regulatory framework um, forward and, and through the legislative process. So there's a lot of work to be done, I think, in the next um, the next year. I think that's gonna be very, very important because as we've seen elsewhere, um, particularly in the EU, when they've made strides and progress, and we congratulate them on that, uh, that uh, it's it's very important in terms of attracting business, investment, and as well as giving consumers that protection that they deserve and, and wish as well. So I feel like this window of opportunity for the UK, and we have to grasp it within the next 12 months. Um, and that's just going to be really important uh, for the future. And we're going to work with government uh, to try to ensure that happens.
2: How do we grasp it, Ian? We grasp it by continuing doing what we're doing. Now, as you know, advocacy, um, a lot of the work goes unseen. And I mean, hundreds and thousands of hours by Lisa, um, her, her staff, uh, Crypto UK and our uh, leadership team, along with our members in the industry at large bilateral meetings, constantly engaging with government, constantly engaging with the regulator, constantly engaging with press like yourself. It's really important to basically address some of the bad press this industry gets and gosh, we do get a lot to really try and bring through the use cases, the real use cases such as cross-border payments, such as financial market infrastructure, using DLT to tokenize real world assets and so on and so forth. So that's the messaging that we give to government. A lot of work left to do
0: for sure. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Lisa Cameron, Ian Taylor, thank you so much for taking the time to join the show. Hope you have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.